Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. Let's go ahead and get started with today's guest. Our first question, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Very good. Thanks for having me on. My name is Kevin Hill, and I run Dallas DBAs, which is a small database consulting firm based out of, surprisingly enough, Dallas. Um, we got started in late 2017. I personally am equal parts consultant, sales, accounting, and janitorial. I've been working with Microsoft SQL Server for over 20 years, so I've got a little bit of experience with the product. Absolutely. It sounds like it. Uh, question number two, what's the best thing about working with a team? The best thing is that you don't have to do everything yourself. Uh, the one-person team winds up being the catch-all for everything, and it just becomes unmanageable. Uh, the team that I've got here is structured as a mix between employees that I'm mentoring into the field. They're junior people trying to get into the world of IT. And then I've got subcontractors that have decades of experience, ridiculous amounts of skills that I bring in for the broader scope of what we do. Um, the best part about this team specifically when our little, within our little database niche is that someone has the answer to just about everything that comes up. What I don't know, the guy over here, the guy over here may know or have years of experience with because there's just too much to know and learn in the world of SQL Server, except for maybe the top five guys in the world to just know everything. Yeah, that's a, always a nice piece of working within a team is to be able to have some others that you can draw from. That's yes, absolutely. Agree. Question number three, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to get team members engaged. Tell me your thoughts. I've actually experienced this a number of the times in the past when I've been full-time employee or full-time contractor elsewhere. Uh, where you've got a good solid team, you've got that one person that might be dragging a little bit. Um, but the, problem, the biggest problem with that is everybody else has to go and pick up that slack. But ideally, if you're lucky, you can get to the root issue of what that is, whether they're not a good fit for the team, or maybe they've got some personal issues going on, especially now in this time of COVID, they may be worried about a sick relative or something, mm -hmm. and they're just not available as much since we're, a lot of us are working from home. So, You've got to go in, you've got to get some coaching done. If it's just a, a lack of knowledge or lack of desire, you've got to find out a way to motivate that person. And that can be a lot of, that can be very challenging um, because people get detached for different reasons. And so, you know, ideally the best fit is if you've got a person in there on the team already, you want to get them re-engaged, but sometimes it's, it's just a bad hire and there's nothing you can do about it, but you've got to go through all those steps first to, to do your process and to give them every chance to re-engage if possible. And if not, you can't let that become toxic to the team. So you've got to replace them at, as the last resort. Great comment. Question number four, what other advice do you have for leaders of teams? Make 100% sure that your entire team knows you have their back. Mm. If, if they don't trust you, you're not going to have that engagement we were just talking about. Uh, whether it be if you're helping them with a specific task, we're migrating a server, we're doing this technical thing, or even you know whatever, responding to a customer complaint. As a team leader, you're the face of that team. You've got to make sure that you succeed as a team, you fail as a leader. You know, when I'm leading a team, I will take that hit. You know, if we've got to apologize to a customer, that's a Kevin screwed up problem. If the customer says you did a great job for us, thank you. We enjoyed working on your project. So like I said, you win as a team, you fail as the, as the team leader because you can shield your people that way. And, you know, if somebody reboots a server, for instance, which is a thing that happens in our industry a lot, you're meant to sign off, you actually shut down production. 
you don't want the customer knowing who did that. You don't want them to be able to blame a specific person because that can be all over social media or something. So you take the hit yourself. Um, if they know that you've got their back, they're going to be more willing to come to you and talk to you about problems they're having. Uh, they're going to expose their own weaknesses or things they just don't know yet to you. So you can mentor, you can guide, you can coach, whatever you, whatever you need to do. Um, old school management where you micromanage and you, you, you pound on people and all that, that's gone. That should be gone. In a high-performing team, that doesn't exist anymore because nobody likes it. It doesn't work well. It never did. Um, and it's just so incredibly difficult to replace somebody that you've just, you know, overmanaged them. Worse, you overmanage them and they stay there. Because the absolute worst thing you can do in your company is have a disgruntled employee, especially an administrator of a server like a database server. That is your precious resource. You've got to make sure the people managing it are happy employees. Those are some great ideas. I, I really like what you talked about with trust and that you succeed as a team, fail as a leader, that, that, that uh, humility to be able to say, hey, this is on me, but um, the, also the humility to say we win as a team and that you're not trying to hog all the credit and take all the credit when you know that there are other people involved. Those are some great concepts and I like those visuals that you use, those examples that you used. So thank you for sharing. I've, I've had to do that in, uh, several times where I've had a manager going, I need to know who did that. I'm like, somebody on my team did it. That's all you need to know because we've already fixed the problem. Now you just want to pick on somebody and I'm not going to let you do it Yeah, because a great team member made one mistake. Right. Um, because it's and all, they knew what I said. <laughs> well, and we all make mistakes from time to time. So yeah. I, I, I oh like, yeah. You know, what you said Especially in the, in the technical world, yeah. it's real easy to have, you know, one little piece of code that does something that you didn't expect <laughs> or one server gets rebooted and it was the wrong one. Just somebody, people make oopses. It happens. Mm -hmm. Move on. I bet it does. Biggest thing, own up to it and move on. Right. Oh, I like that. Question number five, what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life? Two very, I have, a, I've had a blessed to have a lot of team leaders, managers, supervisors over the years going way back 20 years, but two very specific ones popped to my mind. Uh, Matt Bender and he runs main street DBAs. I was an employee there briefly and now he's actually one of my clients. Mm. So, because when I left, and, and there were weird reasons we, that I left, but it had nothing to do with the firm. I love the firm, and it's a great group of people because Matt manages it well, and he lets the, his people under him do their job well. Um, uh, they're just, like I said, there were other reasons, but they do a great job for their clients. They go out of their way to provide senior-level talent at an affordable price, and they give that talent the ability to do their job as senior people should be. They give them the leeway, make the best decisions for the customer. And that is exactly what a leader should be. And the, uh, the other one was a guy that I worked for at Verizon when I was there. And, and he and I both got laid off in uh, early 2015 at the same time. And he kept telling me, no, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. Because he didn't know he was getting laid off either. He thought I was as safe as he was. We're both out the door. Uh, Sampath Katapogu. That's a, that's a lot of syllables. Uh, he's at a place called Fair Portal now. But he was one of the best managers I ever had. I never saw him in person or on webcam until the last day we were both there. He was in a different office over in North Carolina. I was in Texas. And he got on a plane on his own miles and, and dime and flew to Texas to meet the teammates that he'd never seen before that he'd been supervising for two years. Wow. This guy was great. He would just call me up and just tell me a joke. And then that was it. Just because <laughs> something was funny, he'd call me up and share it with me. Or some new project was coming that wasn't public yet, he'd share it with me because I was going to be involved. I was the team lead directly under him, so he would call me 
but he did this kind of with everybody. You just call them up and see how they were doing just out of the blue. Wow. And that's, that's a fantastic way to do stuff. It really is. And thank you for recognizing both of those individuals. Question number six, tell us about your first job. Picture me with a lot more hair. <laughs> when I was 14 years old, my sister was dating the manager of a pizza place and he wanted to hire her. So she handed me the application and I applied and got the, uh, the glorious job of bussing tables and washing dishes at a place that the large special pizza was $5. If that tells you anything about the quality, the beer was worse. <laughs> I was 14 years old, and this was in the early 80s. We broke pretty much every child labor law there was when I was working there, none of which I had any idea existed. But I think every teenager should work in retail or food service at some point early so they can understand what hard work is what it's like to earn a dollar and the value of a dollar and how to deal with those rowdy, rowdy customers that come through those establishments. So it was great though. It got me started. That's a, that's a great story. I've had several guests that have mentioned exactly what you did, that it would be good for our current teenagers in the world to spend a little time behind the counter or waiting tables or something along those lines, because it uh, teaches some very valuable lessons to us that we carry throughout life. So my, my own daughter actually yeah, go ahead. started off washing dishes in a chicken place and now works for me part-time. <laughs> <laughs> so washing dishes to, to database work apparently is a direct pipeline. <laughs> it works well, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Uh, easiest way to reach me directly is either my LinkedIn. If you look for Kevin Hill, you'll find a lot of them. But if you look for Kevin 3NF, the number three, Nancy Frank, that's my part of the LinkedIn tag, or just go to DallasDBAs.com. There's good. an S in there, DallasDBAs.com. Okay. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can find us on LinkedIn by searching Blue Sky Business Consulting. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.